Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Scott Cohen, the VP of Marketing Strategy at Inbox Army, which is a full-service email marketing agency. Now, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Gmail delivery email rule change thing. Uh, Google are changing the rules, moving the goalposts a little bit for email delivery. Um, We're going to be talking about how to get emails into inboxes. We'll talk content, unsubscribes, authentication, lots of acronyms like DKIMs and DMARCs and and SPFs and other stuff. Uh, Check out the show notes for lots of links. Subscribe if you enjoy the pod. Let's get to it. Hey, Scott. Hey, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, thanks for doing this because we're we're going to be talking kind of like email delivery and trying to avoid spam boxes, which is apparently going to get a little bit more difficult later on because Google's writing their own rules and regulations again. I think, aren't they, or something? <laughs> oh, they always have Google, Yahoo, mm. Hotmail. Mm. They, they've all been writing their own rules, and I guess they decided to, you know, move the goalposts a little bit on us. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what, let me give you 30 seconds or so. Tell everybody who you are and what you do starting about now. Well, my name is Scott Cohen. I'm the VP of Strategy and Marketing over Inbox Army. We are a full-service email marketing agency. So anything that involves email, we do or know people who do. Um, I come from a long background in, in email as a copywriter in a, many previous lives ago um, and have been doing email for 15 years now. So it's a little crazy. Once once this industry gets hooks in you, 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 don't, you tend not to leave. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I remember email marketing, oh God, back in, dare I say, 1996, 97, 98. <laughs> and, and you'd make like all these little groups in Outlook and, and should I even mention Outlook Express? And we'd send them, um, oh, and it was, it was painful. It was really painful. Um, Email delivery is is difficult, isn't it? It's it's going to get a bit more difficult, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But what do you what would you say is the number one reason that folks land in an in a spam spam folder? The problem is the reason it's so difficult is there's no one thing. There's mm. there's just no one thing. It, it's um, it's it's a reputation thing, right? So there's how you how you build your email list so you know overseas obviously there's no you know in the in the EU UK Australia you know all these places Canada it, it, you have to get opt in in the states you don't have to right so you can go out you can buy lists you can do all sorts of things now you can do whatever you want but you're going to pay for it in the inbox right and yeah. or shall i say you're going to pay for it by not getting into the inbox so there's a lot of pieces there that go into how you're building your list, how you collect email addresses, list hygiene. Of course, once you get people on there, are you sending content that they engage with? Are you getting spam complaints? Are you getting a lot of, although if you're going to get them to leave, unsubs are better than spam complaints. You know, are you building a good reputation with your domain, your IP addresses that you're using? But you mentioned Outlook and Outlook Express, are you sending bulk email from those now or like Gmail or Yahoo? That's stop. Just just stop if you're doing that right now, right? Like that's there's no way you're getting through. And then of course, there's authentication that comes into play as well. The the SPFs, the DMARCs, the DKIMs of the world that, you know, it's proving that it is you that's sending email. So there's yeah. 
it's it's a lot of like even 10 years ago content could have played a bigger role it doesn't play as big of a role now but if it's like your borderline and everything else content could push you over right so there's just yeah yeah it's sort of like a, a like a baking recipe or like a like a chef's recipe right where like baking it has to be exact to get it you know the but like cooking could be kind of like oh there's a little bit of a dash here and a little bit of a dash there and then it could go wrong or it could be just fine. It could be great. And it's there's a lot of moving parts to email delivery. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned reputation. And reputation mm-hmm. usually has to be earned. So if you're starting yes. off, if you're a new business, if you're right at the beginning, how do you I mean, how do you earn that reputation? Do you just like try and eke out the emails, you know, distribute send them out really slowly? <laughs> You know, if you are brand new and you have a small list, you you have a little bit more leeway, right? It's because it's it's a it's a volume game. So you really don't catch a lot of attention. I mean, if you're doing things wrong, you will. It'll catch up to you pretty quick. But you know, it it's a volume game. It's a consistency game, right? If you go from like let's say you built up a list of a 250,000 people, but you've never emailed them, and then you magically just turn it on. the 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 mail The mail providers are going to be like, "Wait, who the heck are you? You've never mailed anything in your life, and now you're just hitting our servers with a lot all at once." So you do. You yeah. talked about eking out. Like, there's a warm up. There's you, you have to start small. It could be even as small as you know, it's a hundred today. If that's okay, you do two hundred tomorrow. If that's okay, you do four hundred the next day. Like you build it up, and then you build frequency and volume over time, right? You don't want to just do a monthly newsletter that's a big blast. I hate saying that word, but people still use that word. Um, you know, you don't want to do that all at once and then go away and then come come back a month later. Like those are things that trip people up. Those are things that trip the filters. And so yeah, yeah, you, you do have to take uh if you're brand new, you have to take sort of a a crawl walk run you know yeah the the yeah. the tortoise wins the race kind of yeah. idea here yeah i i hate the word newsletter i just i think that should, if anybody says newsletter in their newsletter they should just go automatically to spam i think it's just the worst uh, name oh terrible um you mentioned the focus the group roles. of I mean, one yeah absolutely um so you mentioned all the different rules uh we got gdpr mm-hmm. here in in Europe, sort of in the UK at the moment. Um, in in the US, California is different to some other states and and whatnot. And 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 I suppose that each state could introduce its own rules and regulations. And um, oh, we're uh, on our way. Yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you've got the 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 folks like Gmail and Outlook and and Microsoft three six five and all the folks who who receive all the email. Do they kind of like have their own set of rules as well? Yes. I mean, you know, GDPR, you got Castle in Canada, you know, can spam the, you know, the joke in the US is that you can spam people. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's more around the treatment of the data you collect, getting the opt in, making sure you can prove that people have opted in and, you know, that that data is protected. If anybody asks, you have to show what you know about them. And if they ask to be, forgotten you have to forget about them right so it's really more about data protection and privacy um the 
Yahoo's and Gmail's of the world really take into effect, okay, fine, you've done the bare minimum for your country. Now are you actually serving our customers well? So we're going to put in other requirements in place because it could be that somebody opted in five years ago and forgot about it. And then now they're going, what the heck is this? This is spam. I never signed up for it. So from a legal perspective, you go, well, you did and we can prove it. But from an actual usage perspective, Gmail can go, no, they hate what you're sending. Yeah. So because I've, I've spoken to some, I've spoken to some folk who, who've kind of like, they'll send, I don't know. They've got 10,000 or something and they're, they're sent out their, their, their newsletter blast. There we go. We hate, we hate mm-hmm, both of those mm-hmm. words. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and like everything arrives fine in Gmail, everything arrives fine in Outlook, but Office 365, nothing arrives. Is, is the kind of like, is, are some of the, pro, are some of the folk just uh, uh, Office 365, like using a different set of rules to Gmail or something? How do we, how do we know? Man, the uh, smarter answer will be from smarter deliverability people than me, for sure. But having been on the client side, uh, you know, the brand side in previous lives, uh, Microsoft is a four-letter word in multiple things, right? So in the design and coding, well, more in the coding than the design phase, but then certainly the deliverability phase. So they each have their own rules, like you said, and... You know, how you would get into Gmail versus get into Yahoo. I mean, generally the rules are going to be roughly the same, but they're also looking at their base, right? So like if you have, I mean, most B2C lists, you're going to have 70, 80% Gmail, especially in the States by now. Um, It's just the way of the world a lot. If they're going to have a free email account, it's going to be with Gmail, right? I mean, I'm an email marketer. I have probably too many Gmail accounts. Yeah. Um, they are looking at how their people are responding and, and to the point where the algorithm is smart enough that at the individual level, right? So like you could have a hundred percent Gmail everywhere else, but these five people have been ignoring you. And so Gmail knows, mm-hmm. okay, for those people, it goes to spam. And then it yeah. becomes sort of a, a numbers game, right? Yahoo's the same way. Microsoft, I would say for a long time, they were stricter. And I think it's my theory, and this is my theory, it's just because you had so many of the B2B people on it, right? And B2B, notorious for unasked for email, right? I mean, how many emails do you get in a day where it's like, hey, I just want to talk to you. And I go, for the love of God, I, I, you got a job to do? Just give me an unsubscribe. You know, just give me the option. Like, I'm not interested, unsubscribe. Don't make me talk to you. Don't make me reply to you. Yeah. Like, just make it easy. And I, that's that's going to be a critical thing as well. Is are you going to make it easy to opt out? And you you have to, but especially on the B two B side, you need to. So it really, yeah. Like I said earlier, they're protecting their own customers, and that's where it really comes into play. That that's what they claim anyway. Sometimes I think they're yeah, just being yeah. vindictive. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, th- on the technical side of things, w- without getting too mm-hmm. technical, w- we've got lots of acronyms involved with them. Um, Email market. We've got SPFs. We've got DMARC, DKIM, DKIM. I don't know. Um, DKIM, yeah. DKIM, yeah. Well, what does it all mean? Basically, it's authentication. Are right. you who you say you are? Right. So right. it's and it's kind of a good, better, best. Right. Like SPF is the good. DKIM is the better. 
DMARC is kind of the best, right? It, essentially, it's you're proving to the mail servers that it's you that's doing mailing. So if you're usually, unless you are one of those folks that's doing bulk email from your own Outlook, which please stop, um, you are delegating a domain to your email service provider. And then you are setting up their, like, you know, it's basically server to server, right? If you're looking at it brass tacks, you're telling the ESP server, you're, you're saying, okay, this server is sending on my behalf. Here's the authentication. Here are the IDs, right? Like, okay, I have my library yeah. card, my whatever, right? And then when it gets to the Yahoo server or the Gmail server, they look at it and go, okay, you're good. You can get in, right? I mean, that's like the starting point. You, you have to have yeah. authentication in place. The requirements have been SPF for sure. I mean, you could get away with it with small volume, but mm. if you get anywhere close to more than a thousand a day, mm. and even then I would say just set it up, right? It's really not hard to set yeah. up SPF and DCAM. It's a, it's a DNS record update. Try not to get too technical and throwing so yeah. many acronyms, but if you go to your IT people yeah. and say, I need to update my DNS record, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and DMARC in particular is really one with the new Gmail and Yahoo changes. You need DMARC in place. It didn't used to be a requirement. Now they're like, right. you kind of need that in place. And that is early February is when that's going to start rolling out. If you don't have it, in a few months, they're going to start going, okay, we're going to delay some email until we're 100% sure. Now we're going to let it through. Later in the year, if you don't have it, they're going to start <clears throat> rejecting email. So it's something to get done as soon as you can. And it's not a huge lift. Yeah. But that's yeah. really where, that's like spoof protection, right? That's what DMARC's really about. Yeah. It's like, this is me. If it doesn't come from this, you know it's not me. So... Yeah. Because people will, especially the bigger companies, they'll people will try to pretend they're you. And oh yeah, of course. If you have it all set up, they'll block the bad people, but not you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the the instance I was talking about earlier, when when the company was sent like ten, I think they sent about thirteen thousand emails out, and everything landed absolutely fine in Gmail and everybody else, but Office three six five, and the fail was DMARC. They 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 had to have the if they hadn't got. DMARC set up because DKIM, yeah. DKIM was set up, SPF records were set up, all that was done. It was just a DMARC. So, G- so Gmail is going to be like, oh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, the consultants yeah. are going to get a few quid out of this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're seeing it a little bit on our side of like, oh, you don't have DMARC, can you do that for us? Sure, you know, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll help you out. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. wait for all the spam coming in saying you need to update your D, your D marks and things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. The iron, the irony of that alone is is hilarious. It's, absolutely. Um, we mentioned content a little bit earlier, and you said it wasn't as mm-hmm. as important as probably people think. Um, do, can we kind of like still say buy one get one free in the subject line of our email and land in an inbox? Do you think? If everything else is good, absolutely. You know, it's it's. Again, it's content is almost like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Like it's Hmm. by itself, it won't be necessarily a problem. I'm not going to say 100% of the time because it's deliverability and nothing is guaranteed. But if you have authentication set up, if you have good reputation, if you're doing all the things right, they're not going to look at your subject line and be like, you said free. Like it just doesn't, 
that they didn't have the f- 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they didn't have the sophisticated filters they have now. We didn't have the deeper authentication protocols. They didn't really have a fuller concept of reputation in those pieces. So content was more of a flag, right? And especially, I mean, that really harkens back to really where you get in trouble with content is like, let's say you have a subject line and then the interior content is completely different, right? And that really stems yeah. from the old porn email days, right? Of, yeah. hey, check this out. And then you open it up and it's just chock full of adult material, right? So it was yeah. more like that. that's where you know, that's where you run afoul of the issues. Right. And, and you can, again, like, you know, if you're still using all images in your email, you really shouldn't be, it should be a good balance of images and text, right. For accessibility among other things and just best practices. Right. But because there's just not enough content for a filter to look at, but again, it's like, they'll look at that if they don't have enough on you, if emails are too long, you know, it could, again, that could be a flag, but not a big enough flag in and of itself. Yeah. The one that could really stand out is link shorteners. Now, you know, you want link shorteners in SMS, for example, because you're trying to save space on characters, of course. So you're not spending even more than you have to, to put a mm-hmm. link in an SMS. Third-party links could be an issue if the sites you're linking to are have bad reputations, right? Mm-hmm. But so that would, I would say like, it's less about the content and more about the nuts and bolts. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so, so if you are continually doing stuff. bad things, yeah. yeah. If you're doing bad things consistently, it's going to ruin your reputation anyway. So Google is changing things. Um, I've had an yes. email come through myself and said that I've got to get my bits and pieces in order. Um, is it just this? This DMARC thing, is that all, all we've got to do to set up this DMARC and we're okay to go? Um, uh, I mean, it, the spam complaint thresholds are getting tight hmm. it is, is a big thing. So they want your spam complaint rate to be at 0.1% or below. Right. And that when you, which is. That's low. Depending. De- I mean, yeah, it is. It, it's pretty low. If you have solid reputation, you have a big list, and depending on your industry, it's not a huge deal. The B2B space is going to be hit hard. It's going to yeah. be hit, especially here in the States. If you're at point one or below, you're okay. If you're over it occasionally, it's not terrible. 0.3% is where the flag goes up with Gmail. Right. Um, if you are regularly exceeding that, you're going to start getting rejected. So it's, yeah, like I said, they keep moving the goalposts, right? I think it's not necessarily a bad thing because I don't think it's going to be, oh, you hit 0.3% once you're going to be rejected. It's going to be a consistency thing. So it's going to be like an average over time. And I think they're not revealing the full secret sauce, of course. They're not going to. Yeah. Um, but that that's a big thing. The other big piece, and this is actually... I think they they push this back to June in terms of going into effect is they call it the one-click unsubscribe, the RFC 8058 requirement, and it's what they call list unsubscribe. And that's actually something your ESP should be able to implement for you because that's actually on their side in the headers and everything. Yeah. Try not to get too technical, but it's a, a piece that you should talk to your ESP about. Yeah, yeah. What about unsubscribe rates? Do, do they 
are, are those being monitored or can they not really see that or can they can gmail does gmail know how many people unsubscribe i think they want i haven't seen anything specific to that in terms of changes um I've always said if you're going to choose between, I think I said earlier, unsubscribe or spam complaint, get an unsubscribe. I would rather have those. I mean, yeah, you don't want that rate to go higher necessarily, but if a spam complaint from a customer in their mind is the same thing as an unsubscribe. Yeah. And unsubscribes don't ding you comparatively to spam complaints because unsubscribes are they're not interested and you've given them the mechanism to get out to make it easy to get out and you're acting the way you're supposed to spam complaints are you're doing something wrong yeah from a responsible se- sender's perspective yeah because i think uh, uns- unsubs are good because yeah you, you don't want people who don't want your stuff on your list really do you no because it brings down everything right it brings down your engagement rates it brings down i mean the pieces that the gmails and yahoos of the world will look at those engagement rates they go hey you were up here, now you're here. I talked about list hygiene earlier. Like, if they're not unsubscribing, like physically unsubscribing, you need to have a mechanism to clean people out yeah. after a certain amount of time, too, just to protect yourself and protect their inbox, frankly. I mean, yeah, yeah. The number of times my wife goes, Is this something that email marketers should do? And I laugh, or I go, Yes, that was on purpose, or I hope that was on purpose. Yeah. Because we can look at creating segments, can't we? A bit of folks who haven't mm-hmm. engaged with you over X amount of months yep. or X amount of emails which you've sent out. What, what, where do you sit with your threshold? Where, what would you say? Would you say if somebody's not opened an email or not looked at an email or clicked an email in, say, six months, 12 months, would you just dump them? That is the ultimate it depends answer. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on your buying cycle, for sure. Depends on your send frequency. Um, generally, you know, 90 to 180 days is a good starting point to start at least segmenting them out and thinking about what a win back or re-engagement campaign of some sort might look like to get them engaged, get them to purchase things of that sort, have a hard line on, you know, okay, these are maybe not pulled out, but suppressed and you can come back and try to re-engage them every so often, right? Of, okay. And that's where you kind of get into a warm up of, okay, my normal cadence with my active or new folks is this. I'm going to leverage that as cover because, again, it's a volume game and you could do little bits of re engagement alongside it. Right. So, th- th- again, no hard and fast rule. I've worked with clients where 60 days made sense because they sent frequently and it had a shorter bind cycle. Uh, you know, I come from a higher ed background. People poke up their head to ask for information and disappear for a year. But do you want to stay top of mind? There's that balance of branding versus protection of your reputation, right? So it's, uh, like I said, the ultimate it depends answer because there's no yeah. hard and fast rules. Yeah. So should should we really be using a an email service provider now for sending our email and not trying to do it ourselves? If you're sending to more than 50 people... Yes, absolutely. And I would say if it's more than 50 people externally <laughs> or if more than 50 people internally for that matter, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's separate. It allows you to, to because what can happen if you're sending from your own, like let's just say your own .com with your internal corporate account, 
what can happen is you do this bulk email. Now you can't email your own people like your normal run of business day, right? So having that as like a subdomain with authentication and all that separates it to where you can protect your business and protect your marketing at the same time. Scott, fascinating stuff. Um, Where can we find you? Where can we find Inbox Army? I love the name Inbox Army. It's fantastic. I've got this idea of like all these little soldiers trying to get emails through a whole bunch of other little soldiers at the other end. (laughs) Google soldiers just saying, stop. You know, when we came up with the name, it was, it had to be 12 characters or less and easy to say and easy to remember. And and we we came across Inbox Army because, you know, Inbox Army, you can find us at inboxarmy.com. Easy, yep. very easy. See, there you go. Um, and, you know, our really our bailiwick is that production work. So the reason we call ourselves is the army is because, you know, we got a, a deep bench of people ready to, to do work. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Scott Cohen 13. Um, hit me up and happy to connect and chat anytime. Sounds good. I'll put a load of links in the show notes and folks can um, give them a quick tap. Brilliant. Um, Scott, thanks ever so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Scott for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes and subscribe if you've enjoyed the episode. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.